What's going on, everybody? Once again, it's your boy B to the L A double K A Blacker, and I'm here on this glorious and wet and cold Monday in the city of Lynchburg, Virginia. And uh, I'm a bit up under the weather today. I, I woke up this morning. I felt pretty good, but as the day went a little bit, I feel myself starting to get a little bit sick. So I said. Well, I still got to put this podcast out today, so I'm going to do it a little bit early today, and I'm going to publish it a little bit early today so I can go ahead on and get me some sleep so I could go to work tonight. Uh, I didn't know, well, I kind of sort of did, that employees can now deny job offers to those with dreadlocks. Uh, the courts have ruled that the 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled a lawsuit in the favor of a company called Catastrophe Management Solutions. And apparently, uh, there was a female, if I'm correct, uh, who was denied denied a job. Her name is Chastity Jones. And she was denied a job because I guess she refused to cut her hair. And it, it, it just seems uh, the past, I don't know, man, it, it's just starting to be sickening now. Now, now I get it. When you have a place of a business of establishment, there are certain dress codes that you have to follow. Uh, I'll take it to the sports world, the New York Yankees. Before you sign that multi-million dollar contract with the New York Yankees, you must understand that to be a player in that organization you must be clean cut which means your hair must be cut and you can have no facial hair now there have been quite a few players who have turned down the Yankees due to that but majority of them done away with the beards the mustaches the long hair uh, to become a New York Yankee so I get it to a certain degree you know, but when it starts to spill over in places like school, uh, wrestling, you know, sports of that nature, you know, at some point in time, it, it and 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 it just at some point in time, it starts to just seem racially motivated. You know what I mean? Um, first and foremost, the perception of dreadlocks through the eyes of the Europeans uh, they look at it as a hairstyle of evilness devilness they look at it as it being dirty nasty things of that nature and uh, little do they know that people who wear dreadlocks most of them not all but most of them keep their hair pretty, pretty clean you don't hear anything about lice or you know just uh dirty nasty hair you know where insects may be in it and uh hatch eggs or anything like that i've heard stories of that nature but none recently uh me personally i don't believe dreadlocks should be worn as a hairstyle it is a way of life when preaching and teaching and living your life as a rastafarian now, dreadlocks is actually something that was originated, and a lot of people may think it comes from Jamaica, but it doesn't. Uh, it was originated in Ethiopia. And when Haile Selassie 
the first emperor of Ethiopia, when he came to Jamaica, when he came to Jamaica, he spoke about Rastafarism as well as other things that were going on in Africa, primarily Ethiopia. And a lot of the Caribbean people, when he went to the islands, uh, Jamaica, they picked up the way of the Rastafarian way of life. Uh, the first Rastafarians were not in Jamaica, just in case anybody thought they were. They were in Africa. The first person that wore dreads was not in Jamaica. They were in Africa. And uh, I have an have African friend uh, by the name of Isma. And everybody thought he was Jamaican because he had dreadlocks. And I'm like, yo, dude, it's African. And this is where it originated from. But I won't go bore you guys into that basically what i'm saying is that i sometimes i just get sick and tired of people whether they're black people white people primarily white people a lot of times have a problem with the way the black man dress the way he wears his hair the way he wears his clothes you know and we are we are the most copied people first of all on this planet everybody in the words of uh paul mooney Everybody want to be a nigga, but don't nobody want to be a nigga. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just come to a point now to where, you know, kid is wrestling. Hey, you have to cut your hair. Uh, you're, you're, you're going for a job. Hey, we need you to cut your hair. And, I, you know, I just don't understand it. We, 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 we can never be good enough in the eyes outside of most black people we can never be good enough every time we figure okay we got it it's always a yeah but yeah but yeah but and it's always that man i just don't get it you know i'm i'm all about appearance don't get me wrong i'm all about appearance if i'm an employer and you're coming to my place of business and you would like to have a job yes i'm going to look at your appearance i'm going to look at your appearance from head to toe but if 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 you're in my presence and your hair is clean, I don't care how long it is. I don't care if it's dreaded. If you're in my presence and your clothes is clean, I don't care what the label of the clothes says. If you're in my presence and you are clean, then I don't care what nationality you are. I'm looking for the best candidate possible. Not the best person with the best hair. Not the person who smells like roses. Not the person whose who shoes says Jimmy Choo and the jeans says Balmain and the shirt says Versace. That's not what I'm looking for. If I'm an employer, if I'm an employer, I'm looking for the person or persons that's going to help continue to build my business. Now, if that person happens to have dreadlocks that, that, that's all the way down their back, perhaps on the floor, then okay, so be it. If that person has uh, tattoo sleeves up and down their arms, okay, so be it. If that person, you know, you know, I, you know, got the extra large earlobes, the enlarged earlobes, or whatever case may be, then that's just what it is. As long as they are the type of person that's going to always be at work on time, always give it 100%, and, and, you know, follow the rules of the job, 
and as long as their hair is is clean, as long as the clothes are clean, as long as the person themselves are clean, then who am I to sit back and say, hey, uh, you're not accepted because you have on Jimmy Choo shoes, or you're not accepted because you have dreadlocks, or you're not accepted because you have piercings and tattoos. Like, a lot of times these rules were in place when there were people who didn't have uh, sleeve tattoos in large earlobes or even before uh, dreadlocks became a hairstyle and the dreadlocks became a hairstyle at least in the US black America I want to say in the mid early to mid 90s it became a hairstyle and it's been a hairstyle in American black culture since then now a lot in the Caribbean islands specifically specifically Jamaica it was it's worn more of a to deal with Rastafarism a way of life even though you have a select crew that actually wear the dreads for hairstyles and you can tell when the dreads are being worn as a hairstyle because a lot of times they are they are uh, touched up uh, hot oil treatment you know things that make it look nice and pretty and quote unquote presentable you know and I and I and I know people from both sides. My son, his dreads are down his back, but he's not a Rasta. He wears the dreadlocks for fashion. And then I I grew up around Rastas with the actual netted dreads, you know. So I've seen it from both sides. And I get it in the workforce to a degree. But it's gonna it's it's we're we're living in an age now where just everybody is just touchy about every fucking thing, you know, and it's just starting, it's just, you know, it's just starting to be crazy, and it's not, I understand life is changing, I understand the world changes, and I understand views, opinions, and ideas also change, but at the end of the day, I'm starting to see things that are borderline racist, over-the-top racist, in the window racist, so Miss Chastity uh, Jones and also before I end this I would like to let people know that the EEOC which is the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission will be filing a lawsuit on Mrs. Jones behalf so way to go EEOC and um, Miss Chastity Jones you continue to wear your dreads whether you're a Rasta or you're wearing them for hairstyle or whatever the case may be don't let nobody tell you you have to cut your hair, your hair in order to accommodate them. Either they like it or they don't. And I'm quite sure there are jobs out there that it's totally okay with you wearing your dreadlocks. So, Miss Chastity Jones, continue to do what you do. And you got brothers like me as well as sisters that's supporting you. And uh, so, apparently the strippers in Texas must be strong as a motherfucker. Uh, there was a stripper in Texas who falls uh, 15, off a 15 feet 15 foot pole and gets up and still finished twerking and dancing and collecting her dollar bills. Now I saw the video. If you guys would like to see the video, go to TMZ and uh, you can see the video. I mean, and when she fell, she fell. Bow, 15 feet, 15 feet in the air. That's not a that's not a small fall, yo. 
you know what I'm saying? I mean, bones could be broken, especially if you're twirling around a pole, you're going in a certain speed. Luckily, she was okay, but uh, I don't know why I'm speaking on that. I, I don't know. It's just, I guess it was kind of funny to me, you know what I'm saying? The fact that she fell 15 feet, got up and continued to do her thing. So uh, I think just off of that alone, y'all should tip her a little bit more. <laughs> But yeah, that was a uh, strong, strong strippers in Texas. <laughs> and I want to talk about a movie real quick called Birds of Prey. Now, for those who don't know, it's an all-female, uh, um, what do they call it? Superhero action pack movie. Now, the chick from the movie, uh, man, I just had her name in here a week ago when she uh played one of the villains in the suicide squad and basically the uh birds of prey is actually a spinoff from that movie now the suicide squad movie itself it did it did great at the box office it was one of uh dc comics you know biggest movies but the spinoff birds of prey apparently it flopped at the theaters and uh i think you know one of the biggest reasons why i had flopped was maybe these male chauvinist pigs just weren't ready for a all-female superhero cast movie to be you know big at the box office or whatever or it just could have been a bunch of reasons you know they did have uh rosie perez was in it and uh, Journey Smollett Bell for those who don't know it was Jesse or as Dave Chappelle like to call him Juicy Smollett his sister and uh, I watched her do some acting as a kid and she did she had reoccurring roles on certain uh, black TV sitcoms back in the day but uh, what I really remember her from was the show that came on the CW called Ah, what was it, man? Underground. Yeah, it was about uh had had to do with slavery and stuff of that nature. So uh Rosie hadn't been I hadn't seen Rosie in a movie in God knows when and uh Journey Smollett. She's just starting to get the credibility, you know what I'm saying, of a A-list actress or whatever the case may be. So maybe that has something to do with it. Uh Harley Quinn is the character's name from the uh, Birds of Prey movie and the Suicide Squad movie and maybe you know maybe the casting the people that they pick maybe they should have you know went elsewhere or whatever the case may be I'm not sure as to why the movie flopped I really enjoyed the first one hell I, I, I enjoyed the uh, the spinoff the Birds of Prey as well I thought having a all female superhero cast is what you know was needed right now when you got the me too movement you got women directors you have uh the woman who played wonder woman who's doing exceptionally well uh with the woman wonder woman franchise uh you know just uh, just this woman empowerment this big woman empowerment movement that's been taking place the past few years especially with the whole me too thing jumping off so i just thought that movie would have really really did uh, a lot better than what it did at the box office 
But nevertheless, they said it flopped. But I'm quite sure they still gonna charge an arm and a leg while they're still at the big movie theaters like AMC and Regal and movie theaters of that nature. How many of y'all remember the young girl named Monet Davis? Uh, she played Little League Baseball on for a team in Philadelphia, which is where she's from, uh, back in 2014. She was the pitcher for that little league team. And I got to tell you, Monet was lights out. And her team won the Little League World Series that year. And she was all over Sports Illustrated and all over talk shows and things of that nature. Well, Monet is uh, a college softball player at Howard University. I mean, Hampton University. I'm sorry. Hampton University. And, uh... She went one for three. She made her college. She made her softball debut over the weekend, and she went one for three with a two-run single. She also had a bunt, and uh, the team won fifteen to four. And I, uh, the reason why I brought it up, and the reason why I'm doing a little piece on this once again, I'm all about women's sports, whether it's basketball or baseball, softball, tennis, whatever the case may be. Uh, women don't get the respect that they deserve when it comes to playing sports uh they get paid way less than the men's do and a lot of them are way better than a lot of the men so uh you know there is no once the thing about women and softball is that once you finish college at least not to my knowledge there are any professional softball teams on but i do see a league coming a professional softball league will be coming soon i'm not sure how soon i haven't seen anything on any news media or sports media outlet shows i haven't heard any sports anchors speak on it or anything so technically i feel like i am the first i'm making a prediction i think it's going to be here between between now and the year 2025 so within the next five years look out for a female softball uh league and don't be surprised if they revamp uh the football the the professional football league that the women were playing in in the early 2000s so yeah um way to go monet davis uh congratulations on your success as playing uh softball for Hampton University and uh, Monet just keep doing what you do go Philly and so the XFL made its debut this past weekend I don't know if anybody watched I watched watched uh, mm, I, I couldn't even I couldn't even watch it for like a whole quarter you know what I'm saying I watched a couple plays here and there and uh, this is the second time that the XFL uh, has been is, has has uh, came about. If you, if anybody remember, I want to say probably the mid two thousands is the first time the XFL was out, and uh, the head guy from the WWE, Jim McMahon, he was a big part of it. And uh, they had a couple of games this weekend, and like I said, I really didn't know too many of the players that were out there uh they're playing their base salary is like fifty five thousand dollars and uh 
allegedly, or there's been reports that they tried to pursue Colin Ka- Kaepernick last year, but apparently Colin was asking for way too much money, you know, so they were like, okay, this is out of our budget, this is out of our league, this is out of our range. Uh, I truly believe Colin Kaepernick really don't want to play football anymore. And if that's so, I'm perfectly fine with that. Uh, I kind of figured, you know, once he was blackballed from the NFL the first year, I, I said, well, there, you know, as far as playing in the NFL again, he would never play there. But uh, I thought that, you know, if he was that passionate about playing football, and then I thought, I said, well, he, he just going to go to the Canadian League or the Arena League, and then this XFL thing came out, and I said, well, maybe he'll give that a try. Well, the fact that you haven't seen Colin Kaepernick play football in the past three years or since he was a San Francisco 49, 49ers, it just let me know that football is not really his passion anymore I think Colin is now a 100% activist and I'm perfectly okay with that you know it wasn't like yeah he got his team to a Super Bowl and I'm not trying to shit on him you know what I'm saying but let's just be real it wasn't like he was a top five or a top 10 quarterback you know it's not like this guy uh is, is is going to the hall of fame or anything like that and once again I'm not trying to shit on his career the dude played professional football so you have to be something, you know, in order to be in the league as long as he did. He was good enough to take another guy's job. Uh, so, you know, once again, I'm not trying to shit on his career, poo-poo on his career, anything like that. But I'm just stating facts right now, people. And uh, the man heart isn't really into football. If it was, then Colin would be playing, if not in the NFL, as I said before, the Canadian League, the XFL or the arena football league so it's it's not uh you know it's it's me personally i really think that part of his career is over but you can be a activist a hell of a lot longer than you can be a nfl football player or professional football player that matter so colin whatever you're doing uh continue to be an activist continue to fight for social and racial injustice and uh, continue to piss people off with your kneeling when it comes to the national anthem. Hashtag Team Kaepernick. Also in the uh, sports world, the San Diego Chargers, I'm sorry, the LA Chargers have said bye-bye to Phillip Rivers. And Phillip Rivers has Anybody who knows or remember, you know, anything about football, him and Eli Manning has been joined at the hip because 16 years ago when these guys were drafted to the NFL, Phillip Rivers was actually supposed to go to the New York Giants and Eli was supposed to go to, uh, at that point in time, San Diego Chargers. And we all know how that played out. So we fast forward 16 years later and both of these guys are calling the quits. Um, Both of these guys through... I mean, tons of fucking interceptions. They've also thrown tons of touchdowns. Uh, They damn near had basically the same career with the exception of Eli Manning winning two Super Bowl rings. They're both going to go to the Hall of Fame. But I don't think uh, uh, Phillip is done. So if I said he was calling it a quits... No, he's not calling the quits. He's a he's a free agent now, and he can sign with any team that's willing to sign him. There's been a lot of speculation that 
Sandy, uh, L.A. Chargers was going to get rid of him anyway in favor of Tom Brady. And, and, and uh, you know, people are, are, are acting like Tom Brady is this, this 22, 23-year-old Tom Brady. When the next season starts, Tom Brady is going to be 43 years old, people. 43 years old. And I get it. You guys are living off the name and you guys are living off the past success. But Tom Brady is not the Tom Brady that he used to be. It's no way in hell you can sit here and tell me that he's better than half the fucking league. It's, it's even been reports that the Dallas Cowboys should do away with Dak Prescott and sign Tom Brady for the next two years. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Now, will you get a discount price at the quarterback position to where you can put money around other players and continue to build the team? Of course. But we're talking about a dude that's going to be 43 fucking years old when he take his first snap of the 2021 season. You know what I mean? So now you're asking this 43-year-old man to learn a brand new system, to be in a brand new organization, to be around players that he hasn't thrown the ball to he's not going to really play in the preseason like that because uh bill belichick is pretty much the only coach that would play his first string starters in you know games that aren't meaningful i mean how many times have you seen the patriots up by three or four touchdowns with six minutes left to go in the fourth quarter and he still got tom brady out there you know what I'm saying? So, Tom, you're not going to receive that kind of treatment if you go elsewhere. You're not going to play the preseason, which means that you're not going to really have that chemistry with your wide receivers and tight ends and court and running backs. You know what I mean? And, you know, everything is just going to be different for you for the first time in your professional football career at the age of 43 years old. And I just don't see him grasping to that or, 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 or leading a team like the Dallas Cowboys who has a quarterback who I truly believe could get them to the Super Bowl sometime soon but if you give up on them now you're only going to have Tom Brady for two years at top and that's and that's permitting that he doesn't get hurt you know a 43 year old body getting hit by a 200 and some pound man that's in his 20s coming off your blind side I can only imagine, I can only imagine what that's going to feel like. So, Tom, kudos to you to still want to play. But to those in the NFL who are trying to move heaven and earth to get this guy, like, stop it. I know what it is that you're looking for, and it's not there. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick will be forever joined at the hip. That magic is not going to be recreated nowhere outside of Foxborough. So if you, Jerry Jones, and you're listening to this podcast, or you're the owner of the L.A. Chargers, or any NFL team that feel like Tom Brady could get them to the promised land, keep the quarterback you got. That's serious. Keep the quarterback you got. It's not happening. That magic is not going to be recreated. It's not going to be recreated. And it's time people understand it. Get over it. Tom was great. But he was great for the New England Patriots. He's not going to be great for the Chargers. He's not going to be great for the Cowboys. He's not going to be great for no other organization. Because the best of Tom Brady will forever be 
cemented in the legacy of the New England Patriots. And Philip, I'm not sure where you're going to go, but, you know, if you're a team that just, you know, has has a quarterback that just isn't cutting it. Like, if you're the Miami Dolphins and, you know, you want to give somebody like Phillip Rivers a try, okay, I get it. You know, you got a journeyman as a quarterback anyway in Ryan Fitzpatrick, so it's not like he would be coming to take some young kid's job that's trying to prove himself or whatever the case may be. Uh, so I understand you guys got Josh Rosen. Uh, Miami Dolphins got Josh Rosen as a quarterback, but... Apparently, he's not panning out the way NFL hopeful story would be, or he'd still be in Arizona, and Kyler Murray would be playing baseball for the Oakland A's. So, you know, but aside from that, I also told I told my listeners that uh, starting today, I would be doing a little uh, bit of DFS, which is Daily Fantasy Sports now. For anybody that know me, know I love my fantasy sports. I eat, sleep, and breathe fantasy sports. I play DraftKings. I've been playing DraftKings every day since 2014. I play FanDuel. I play uh, Yahoo. And basically, there are all different types of platforms and levels to this, but I mainly play the kind to where you pick the players. It doesn't matter whether or not they win or lose the game. It just matters that they perform. So on today's slate, we have the Suns versus the Lakers. Uh, I'm going to take the Lakers. They are the better team. However, I do think as far as players that I would pick today, uh, I would pick Devin Booker, the uh, shooting guard for the Phoenix Suns. I, I, you know, he he's a young and upcoming star. I've seen this guy put up 70 points. I've seen this guy. Uh, score 50 points a couple times I've seen this guy drop 30 and 40 like it's nothing despite who they're who he's playing against sometimes so I don't think the Lakers guards are good enough to keep a guy like Devin Booker in front of him so I'm looking for Devin Booker to score at the very least 45 fantasy points today uh to reach that he would because of the type of player that he is, he's probably going to have to score about 30 real-life points. Uh, he's not that big of a rebounder. He's not that big of an assist guy. So in order for him to reach 45 fantasy points today, he's probably going to have to have a stat line somewhere between 30 points, 5 rebounds, and 5 assists. Uh, a steal or two or a block or two wouldn't hurt anything as well. And on the Lakers side, I got uh, the the, the uh, team leading scorer being Anthony Davis. I mean, this guy's a monster. He's going to give you the points. He's going to give you the rebounds. He's going to give you the block shots. And Anthony is very awesome. He's also good in passing the basketball out of double team situations. Um, I'm looking for Anthony to drop at least 55 to 60 uh, uh, fantasy points today. And uh, he can do that with a 25-point game, a 12 to 15 rebounds, and about two to three block shots with a handful of anywhere between mm, three to five assists. 
and he can definitely get it he gets that damn near every night this guy plays hurt damn near every night he doesn't do any of the load management chunk that you see Kawhi Leonard pulling or even to LeBron James every now and again and my uh, second game is going to be the Jazz the Jazz versus the Mavericks um both teams are really good uh but if I'm correct, Luka Doncic will not be playing for the Mavs tonight. And if that's the case, then majority of the usage is going to go Kristaps Porzingis' way. Um, but as far as the Jazz leading score, I have their center, Rudy Gobert. And as far as the Mavs leading score, for some reason, I'm picking a sleeper. And I'm going to go with Tim Hardaway Jr. So... The Hawks versus the Magics, which I think is going to be a real good game. Uh, I'm not sure the over and under on this game, but I'm quite sure it's probably going to be in the high 200s. Um, I got Trey Young going off for about mm, 50 to 55 fantasy points. And I have uh, the guard on the opposing team for the Magic, Markel Fultz. I have him. Uh, busting ass tonight for about 35 to 40 and uh, just to stay on Markel Fultz for a second this guy was the first overall pick about three years ago to the Philadelphia 76ers Sixers and it didn't pan out like that uh, he couldn't even really shoot the ball how he was the first overall pick compared to uh, a lot of the guys that came out that draft uh, especially a guy like Jason Tatum who the Celtics got for a steal because all the focus was on Markel Fultz. And Markel, you know, his first couple of years in the league, the dude basically shot his way out the NBA. And uh, the Philadelphia 76ers gave up on him. <clears throat> so he was traded to the Orlando Magics. And uh, it's just funny how, you know, sometimes a change of scenery can just help a person. I know it did for me a couple times. But uh, Markel Fultz is starting to look like that. Not so much the first overall pick of that draft, but a first rounder at the least. And uh, I got him right now for the most improved player of the year. So once this season is over and they start handing out and giving out awards to certain players and people, I'm going to say that Markel Fultz will be the... uh, most improved player and also last but not least i have the t wolves versus the raptors i got uh car anthony towns the center busting ass tonight for at least 55 to 60 fantasy points and i got uh van vliet the shooting guard for the toronto raptors uh, I got him being a high score for the Raptors, and I have him with anywhere between 35 to 42 fantasy points for the Raptors. And I thought that was the last pick, but apparently not. I have this is the last one is the Hornets versus the Pistons. Uh, both teams suck, and I got the uh, shooting guard Deontay or either Devin Graham, if I'm correct, for the Hornets. And being that. Derek Rose is injured. He may play, may not play. 
I got my boy Reggie Jackson, who's been back a handful of games now, and he's been busting ass. So I got Graham for the Hornets, and I got Jackson for the Pistons. And I also have the Hornets winning that game. And if I didn't pick the T-Wolves, Raptors, as far as who's winning, I got the Raptors winning that game. Hawks versus Magic. I got the Magic winning that game. Jazz versus the Mavs. I got the Jazz winning that. And Suns versus Lakers. I got the Lakers winning that. And that is your DFS strategy for today's NBA games. It's your boy once again. B to the L-A-K-K-A. Blacker. And I'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace.